You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, White Sox fans, it's... Brett Valentini here. We're doing a post-game podcast. It's a first, and maybe we're going to have to stop planning on doing these if every time we do a post-game podcast, it's a loss and sort of a heartbreaking one. White Sox lose 4-3 to three in fall-from-ahead fashion. Eighth inning, pretty catastrophic, but boy, up until that eighth inning, eighth and ninth inning, uh, it was a masterpiece, really, from both sides. Uh, Angels were playing a great game, well-pitched game. And the White Sox had a lot of heroes through the first seven innings. So uh, first round, Robin, I guess, and I'll start with you, Joe. What do you think the key moment of the game was, I guess, good or bad? I guess it's got to be bad the White Sox lost. My key moment of this game would be the ground ball hit by Shohei Otani in the bottom of the eighth. I really am cheering for Nick Madrigal to succeed. I have some, I guess, ties to him being one of the few MLB players who are shorter than I am. Uh, so um, I, I like, I really like the way that he was advertised coming out of college and, you know, what the strengths that he showed in the field, in the minor leagues. Um, we just haven't really seen his potential yet. It's still very, very early for him and I want him to succeed, but that's just a play you got to make. And unfortunately, it really set up that beginning that the Angels had that put them in the lead for good. An extremely generous fielder's choice, I think. At least what I saw on the uh, the stack cast was fielder's choice. And I thought, hmm, how about that? Uh, Crystal, obviously, that was a big one. Something else in that eighth or maybe even beforehand that uh, that bugged you? Um, I would say, and I I did just read that, they were delayed and that's why there was not a review called 
But I think the whole magical was clearly, clearly safe. Um, And there was no review on that. I think that kind of really shifted everything and the momentum really changed in that game. And I think that call was terrible. And I'm really disappointed that it was not reviewed on time because he was clearly safe. Yeah. I mean, even Crystal, in my eyes, it seemed like a toss up. It seemed like a call they might not have gotten, but in the seventh inning, you do sort of have to, you have to throw the flag on that review. You don't got much more time before they become the automatic review. So at some point you just got to take something close and say, yeah, review it. I'm sorry about pace of play, but you do probably have to do that. So the idea that there was some kind of, there was a reason beyond just, no, we didn't think uh, that's, that's disappointing. (laughs) <laughs> That's disappointing to hear. Ooh, okay, well. Uh... I didn't realize they had changed it because they had 30 seconds, but I guess it was 20 seconds now. And that's why by the time they heard that they could review it, it was too late. Baseball is weird. As as my loins were girded for a extra inning game, beginning with a runner on second, it just seems odd that we have all these very strange rules that seem to be taken away from the enjoyment of the game. And that's not, of course, just because we lost. It's just a lot of random pinball stuff going on with baseball these days that uh, that lead to disappointing outcomes, really, uh, win or lose. All right, guys, let's talk about some stuff that was a lot more encouraging because certainly the first seven innings were terrific. Uh, Lucas Giolito, you probably couldn't have asked for a better start, maybe a touch more efficient, but when you're striking out guys the way he is, you're going to pile up some pitches. Uh, he did seem to get gassed toward the end and you know probably left the game earlier than he wanted to, but – What'd you see from the guy? That changeup was just oh. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> there were more swings and misses on changeups than not. I don't have the stat pulled up right now. I think it was something like sixty-five percent of his changeups resulted in swings and misses, which is just phenomenal. Um, so that's, I think, the biggest takeaway from this start. He just got up to a really hot start. Uh, kind of cooled off near the end of the start, but he still did what he could and left the White Sox in a good position to win. I mean, two runs in five and a third innings, that's not amazing, but, you know, that'll get the job done. Like, I'll take that start from him for sure every time. And uh, hopefully in the future he'll be able to mix in an effective slider a little bit more. That could have uh, been a really effective weapon for him tonight down the stretch of the start. But overall, I I was happy with what I saw from him. When you've got a changeup that's behaving sometimes like a like a screwball, I don't know how much you need that slider, but of course he wants his whole arsenal. Uh, Crystal, I'm guessing you were similarly impressed with uh, with what he brought and really some of the fire we saw in the dugout from him. Yeah, he seemed, I mean, just even through three, almost four, he seemed completely lights out. He was incredible. Um, I think if he can stay on that pace, be that consistent, he could be taking home a lot of awards at the end of the season. I mean, he was awesome. No complaints on him. Maybe it was just an outside the Indianapolis home office thing, but, you know, one of us here at least picked Giolito for a Cy Young, you know. But speaking of awards predictions, Joe Reeses, uh, I keep picking on you for this. I'm not picking on you. I'm citing you for it, of course. The Luis Robert being the top player uh, in the White Sox lineup this year. And in the second inning, I believe, Yes. Uh, he showed why uh, he, he legs out a hustle double. Uh, he steals third, like, like a sneeze. And he sort of waltzes home on a ball that didn't get that far away from home plate, dropped a little, uh, dropped a little hardware as a tip for Max Stassi there for flubbing that ball and him score. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing as a guy who thought he'd be the most important player in the White Sox lineup, uh, 
that sort of that's that's the reason why exactly yeah he really showed a, a wide variety of his weapons that inning it was really nice to see him take it really take advantage of that pitch that was left out over the plates and Bundy knew that he messed up pretty much immediately when he threw that pitch um Fun fact, I actually met a minor leaguer, kind of a friend of a friend, um, um, not too long ago. And I was kind of talking to him like, hey, like you faced Luis Robert before. What what are your thoughts on him? And he said, like, um, the key about facing uh, Luis Robert is just don't just don't make just don't miss your target, because if you do, he'll just hit it really hard. And that's exactly what he did that time. And um then, of course, showing off the wheels. We already knew he had those. Um, but, um, yeah, I was very happy with what I saw in the second inning. Looked a little bit too anxious th- um, during the game throughout uh, the other at-bats that he had. But um, it overall, like, the second inning was encouraging, but need him to be a little bit less aggressive. Okay, before I get to a very important question for Crystal about the O'Keefe household. We're going to take a really quick break here, which I forgot to do for our pregame. Uh, so we're going to be back in just a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, and that minute is over. Welcome back to the Southside Sox podcast. Well, it's a post-game podcast. Opening day loss, four to three loss. Uh, Again, fall fall from ahead, eighth inning. Loss for the White Sox, disappointing, but an impressive game overall. All right, the question I have for you, uh, Crystal, I think we sort of predicted this early, but uh, uh, were you the most dedicated White Sox fan in the O'Keefe household tonight? I was. I I made it through all nine. Uh, Billy, I think I noticed he was kind of drifting off towards eighth. He really, he missed all of the... Um, oh, well, he picked the right time. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm kind of jealous. I would have preferred to fall asleep during that inning, but um, yeah, no, I outlasted him. So I can now take the throne of the biggest White Sox fan in our house. Billy, you are Southside Sox legend. So we we tease with love. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Yohan Mankata had a fabulous game. Uh, I have to uh, assume both of you extremely encouraged. Per- perhaps the, I haven't looked at the, the uh, uh, the WPA for the whites on the White Sox side, but I gotta guess he's way up there because both def- defensively and offensively he was terrific. Uh, uh, Crystal, uh, you had to be pretty impressed with what you saw from him, especially coming off of a sort of a down short season last year. Yeah, he was wonderful um, for being someone who claimed to have never reached 100 percent after COVID. You would never be able to tell that he dealt with any shortcomings last year. You can. He was, yeah, he was incredible tonight. That double play uh, that looked like it was going to save the game and bail Cody Cody Hoyer out of a, a pretty a difficult pickle he got himself into in relief at Giolito was sweet. I mean, I know sometimes 
those can be like, hey, look what I found. But, you know, you practice that play and that was phenomenal. It really did look like that was going to be for all the hitting heroics, uh, the play of the game. Now, I avoided this question for Crystal because I don't want her to make a, a sad face. They already lost. So, Joe, I'm going to throw it at you. Hey, Adam Eaton had a two run homer. Oh, yes. Um, that was that was amazing. Adam Eaton did have a two run homer. And I actually kind of blame myself for the loss a little bit because I was in the bathroom when Eaton hit that homer and I didn't go to the bathroom again after that. So I think it's partially on me tonight. Uh, I'm Joe. You got to just stay in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, (laughs) don't come back out. Now we know, man, don't let this out. Uh, On the uh, Southside Sox uh, game thread in the comments, we got some pushback as to why uh, the author of the game thread, which would be me, thought it was rather silly that Adam Eaton was batting second. And of course, it's easy to start picking on me when he hits a home run. But no, Adam Eaton should not be hitting second. In a couple of weeks, if he's got five homers, if he's the only guy hitting on the white side, yeah, lead him off. Opening day, he shouldn't be batting second. But listen, no diss on Adam. Uh, he had a fine game. Um, we need that from him, especially if he's batting second. He's going to have to uh, show a little pop. He's going to have to show a little bit of the the guy we traded to get Lucas Giolito. Uh, now that he's back here, and now that apparently uh, the White Sox have ceded right field to him. So, uh, okay, Crystal, we're not going to talk about it. Um, other observations from the game. How about this? Just the fact that we got a normal situation to whatever degree we got an opening day weird late game of course a loss which happens its share of times for for white Sox fans uh just how'd it feel sort of getting back into uh getting back into the baseball groove i was excited i made churros tonight that's the <laughs> yeah. that's, that's turned into my new opening day tradition so it felt really nice just to have a full game of baseball and anticipating a full season and just kind of getting back into the swing of things. So I was excited. The only thing I would say is maybe we could just go after Yolmer and um, send Magical back down. That would be cool. Uh-oh. Nick is already being sent to the minors. <laughs> I do. I, I am a Nick Magical apologist, but Yolmer would have uh, made that play gold glove in the major leagues not the minor leagues i'm telling you the way it's being described to me and i've just begun to get a sense of what game day is in the o'keefe household joe i'm telling you i think you might have to have your car like break down somewhere in the neighborhood sometime soon because we got churros we got vanilla coke we got somebody's gonna stay up for the game probably will have the sense to say stay in the bathroom if you're gonna miss the adam and the homer we might need the Indianapolis office to, to join forces two. here. I have two bathrooms. <laughs> All right. <perfect. laughs> so you're not going to cause a problem. <laughs> uh, all right, Joe, what was it like for you? Just sort of get back into it. You, you were saying you're, you're going to stay up no problem. And this really was, you're treating it a bit, a little bit like a holiday. Cause we didn't have this. We didn't really have it last year. Uh, so this has been a while. Yes, it was great. And um, yeah, I, Spent a little bit of time on the SSS, uh, the game thread. That's always nice to have. It's a great community, uh, without a doubt, and it's fun to just kind of chill there. Um, I was also chatting with a couple of fellow streamers, streamers who are much more well-known than I am, 
Um, one of them is our own Ashley Sanders at Southside Sox. Um, we had our own like thread going, um, and it was kind of fun to vibe with with them as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, overall a good uh, experience to just kind of you know bond with the community. Obviously, this wasn't. I'd much rather bond over happy uh, events, but it was still fun. You know, even when they blew the lead in the eighth inning to just kind of have that sense of community with, uh, with other White Sox fans. And that's something that will always remain even in the, even in the losses. So Joe, you're telling me Ashley thinks she's going to leave us for Twitch, huh? Okay. We're going to have a, I'm going to have to have a talk with her. I'm sorry in advance, Ashley. I shouldn't have said this. No, hey, listen, spirit captain of Southside Sox. So whenever we can have her for the game she's working, six-pack, game coverage, I'll take it because uh, no better spirit as a White Sox fan, and certainly the Southside Sox, uh, than her. Um, hey, what was the deal with the dude who apparently, like, tripped on a, a microphone and was shouting into the whole game about how much the White Sox suck and that Chicago sucks? And uh, I understand that um, – there's a lot of new stuff about games, given that uh, we're just getting fans back. But if this keeps up, we're going to have some very wild moments in these sparsely attended games because you can hear everything. Uh, obviously, the stands and the field are still very mic'd up. And um, I mean, apparently that dude just he basically had the broadcast. Uh, what are we going to do with guys like that? <laughs> That was a unique experience. You typically don't hear unique fans <laughs> and what exactly what they're saying during during the games. So, yeah, that's I guess one thing that will probably be a pretty common occurrence in these limited capacity games. And since this was the season opener and we've already seen it happen, um, I'm guessing it won't be the last time either. <laughs> Just wait till he hurt him. Like, (laughs) what happened in the city of Chicago to this poor man that has him so kind of just butt hurt? Like, was the bean busy that day so he couldn't get up close to get a picture? I think even though they won, he's just he's rolled down his window. He's probably stuck in like, well, I guess there's not a crusher park. He's stuck in he's stuck in some sort of traffic jam somewhere in L.A. or North L.A. or whatever. He's probably still shouting out the window about Chicago, even though they won. Maybe it's a Pierzynski thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I guess you never know. I like Crystal. She brings a lot of wrath to these games. I, I like that. There's not many people are going to sneak out and get away with anything on her watch. That's for sure. Uh, Nick, sorry. <laughs> You're going down, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, what else? What else we got from this game to discuss before we mercifully put it to 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 bed? The uh, Aaron Bummer was really just he's sort of a victim of some bad luck. I I know he lost uh, some of those battles in, in the eighth. He had the long at bat with Upton and, and, you know, Upton beat him. I think he got a couple tough calls. It did seem like the starter strike zone was far more generous than the relief strike zone. And uh, I think Hoyer got touched a little there. Bummer, I think for sure did, especially on that Upton walk. You can't really blame anything on that, but uh, I know that's got to be frustrating, especially for like Yasmani Grandal. He's used to, you know, he's got a zone. He thinks he's working that zone. And then some of these uh, nibbling calls that really could have gone the White Sox way uh, uh, didn't. Uh, what do you think about uh, uh, Aaron's performance tonight? 
I I saw something where Tony Tony was saying, you know, he deserved better, and he definitely did. Um, I mean, his performance wasn't exactly wonderful, but at the same time, when no one behind him can actually back him up, you can't completely fault him, and I don't. So it was, of course, a bummer, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah, and even the uh, the sharp single from from Trout really just snuck under Moncada's uh, glove. I mean, that could have you know, I mean, it, it's a gain of inches. Um, and then the pinball single that starts it all. I mean, that's sort of a drag. Whenever you got to you get the 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 double insult of giving up a hit and having it pinball off of you. Uh, that's a tough way to start your season. Uh, and you know, Aaron Bummer's got Aaron Bummer's got the new dad distraction too. So man, there's. There's a lot of stuff going on with the guys. Uh, it's a it's a rough start to things. All right, let's look ahead. I guess maybe to tomorrow's game. We got Keuchel going out there, sub two ERA. There's no way he's going to keep that up this season, but he's a guy who definitely is going to throw something different at the Angels. You know, these guys are going to just be chomping to hit. Uh, even though Gio had the off speed stuff really working, uh, Keuchel's going to bring something very different. No heat whatsoever. He's not going high heat or anything. So the one-two punch that the top of the rotation offers for the White Sox hopefully can really benefit them tomorrow going against a pretty tough offense. Yes, looking forward to it. It's not often that the White Sox throw kind of like a non-negligible amount of money at a free agent and get immediate results. And they certainly got that with Keiko last year, and that was encouraging. And, yeah, the White Sox are – I think slight underdogs on paper tomorrow with that Keiko versus Heaney matchup, but it really could go either way. But I'm optimistic about uh, Keiko to give the White Sox a solid start. All right, I'll put you guys on the spot. Uh, we've been told Andrew Vaughn is starting. So is he starting at designated hitter or is he starting in left field or is he starting at um, uh, uh, second base? <laughs> Can you play second? <laughs> He has as much professional and college experience at second base as he does left field, Crystal. So who knows? I think he'll probably start left field tomorrow. That's that's my guess. But mm-hmm. I also don't know that I want to see Zach Collins back at DH. That would be interesting. Yeah, Larusa has been very open to the idea of Collins playing left field. I would still lean toward probably, if I had to guess, DH. But it is a tough question. And I would not be surprised to see him in left, but I would lean toward DH if I had to guess. Yeah, Tony said like his 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 low his basement in left field is going to be above average. I'm not sure where he gets that, but I guess it just sounds like a polite thing to say. But I thought that was a pretty entertaining. I mean, you know, like no pressure, Andrew, but you know, the worst you do is the worst you can do is above average. Maybe that means just the ten feet he's going to get to cover to the line because Luis Roberts is going to uh, Roberts is going to shade over there and catch everything, but. Uh, I guess it's going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, I can see maybe sitting him this first opening day with all the hype, sort of let him take it in for a day. And then, you know, day two, you know, he's probably chomping and he's, he's ready to get out there. So hopefully any of those nerves that he might have had are going to burn off a little bit uh, because the White Sox, you know, the three runs. I mean, you know, the Bundy pitched a good game and, and the relief was strong as well, but uh, we're going to need a little more out of the offense than that. So I hope the White Sox do, do bring it tomorrow. Let's see. Hopefully there are any more morbid tributes tomorrow as well. Holy cow. Man, there's been a lot of stuff to talk about. Yes. Um, 
Eloy, if you're watching, I hope you're okay. Uh, boy, um, you're, if, if he's not worried, your mom is worried. Call your mom tonight because she needs to know you're okay. <laughs> Come on. I was yeah. very concerned. Like, is he dead? Did he secretly die? <laughs> I get what that there's that relationship and Jose is like the, you know, like the dad and, you know, the mentor for sure. But yeah, it might've been taken a couple steps where even the, even the autographed Jersey hanging in the dugout is a, it's a little too uh, Farquhar for me, but you know, okay. <laughs> but trotting him out as if he was introduced in the game is, uh, I thought that's I, something. I, the intention behind it is very sweet, and I can't, I can't fault Jose for that. I think the White Sox tweeting something about like always here with us that took it to a level where I was like, but did he die? Because this is yeah. this is morbid. Not to go, just to cite the natural. I know a lot of people don't like that movie. I love it. But uh, if we do see like a prop plane spreading ashes over the field tomorrow before the game, Jersey or not, okay, it is really time to, we will need to see some footage of Aloy uh, because maybe there's something there they aren't telling us. But yeah, hopefully it's all well, all is well. And um, I don't know, maybe they'll autograph a different Jersey, maybe they'll autograph an 83 uh, tomorrow and that'll be better luck for the White Sox. I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, strange. Thanks for bringing that up, uh, Crystal, because that was weird, and we did just gloss over it. Sort of a strange way to start things. I don't think we quite need to rally rally for the dearly departed Aloy when he's, he's probably if he's not with the team now, he's going to be with the team soon, hanging out. You're not going to keep him away from the guys. Come on. So maybe the jersey, the autographed jersey, won't hang too long. You know. Uh, all right. Well, we got another one tomorrow. We're probably not going to do a post-game podcast or a pre-game podcast because maybe it's not Joe deciding to leave the bathroom. Maybe it's me deciding to make a big hullabaloo about the first true opening day we've had now in a couple of years by doing all these podcasts. Maybe that's the problem. All right. It's me. Kick my ass. It's me. Uh, all right. Well, we'll do one of these again, probably in a week for the home opener. Uh, and it'll be earlier which is good news for us East Coasters, but maybe bad news if the pregame one has to start earlier, but we'll wrangle all that out soon. Hey, thanks, uh, Indianapolis uh, Satellite Office, because you brought this home for us. Thank you. And My pleasure. And, uh, and uh, Crystal, I'm glad you didn't dent the entire um, stock of the Vanilla Coke uh, we got a lot of late games the rest of the weekend. So you are going to have to, they might be gone. By I, had the time. To, I eventually had to switch to tea because I didn't want to deal with the heartburn. Yeah. Going to go to bed tonight. So I, uh, I switched over to some tea. I have the heartburn of, of the, that. of the carbonation and the law and the late loss. Never a good combination. Well, uh, thanks for you. Those of you in the morning watching, cause I'm guessing not many other than those of you in Honolulu, uh, who are staying up to watch this tonight. Uh, but hopefully this brings you a little bit of solace. We all suffered right along with you with that difficult loss. Uh, we've got a lot of ton of recap stuff going on here tonight for opening night, and we'll be carrying on throughout the weekend. Colleen Sullivan's got the coverage for Friday's game. And, and the good news for her is the game can end in a tie. So let's just have it be a win. And, uh, and maybe we can still take three or four, from these nasty angels who don't really know where they play. And then we can go up to Seattle and just run through those guys because 
they got nothing. We can still make this a uh, six and one trip. So let's do that. Uh, but Joe, really, if a home run's hit when you're in the bathroom next, yeah, you know what you got you know to do. I will remember that. I mean, I'm not putting this on you, but you know what you got to <laughs> do. All right. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And thanks, uh, Joe and Crystal, for being with me and uh, helping me through this disappointing loss. Uh, thanks, for everybody, watching. And we'll be back with more podcast action, I'm sure, uh, real soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank